Welcome to our 76 Capital Leadership Series. My name is Wayne Kimmel and I'm Managing Director at 76 Capital and really excited that you're joining us today for our latest 76 Capital Leadership Series. And we have a very special guest. His name is Anthony Tolliver. Many of you know him as an NBA player, but also involved in lots of other things. And we're gonna get into all the different things. And he will be going into the bubble with the rest of the other NBA players. Um, and we'll talk about what sort of the mindset of an NBA player having to play during this time. We'll talk about sort of the le his leadership, you know, what he's what he's done, but also now what some of those potential challenges will be. And we'll talk about the NBA schedule, and it'll be a great conversation. As we always do with our 76 Capital Leadership Series, we get started with our 76 Capital News. And um, as you know, you can always follow all the things that we do at 76 Capital on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on our YouTube channel. So follow us across all those different networks, and you'll be able to keep up with all the things that are happening with, it, us, with us at 76 Capital. And as you know, we're all about investing in those entrepreneurs that are passionate, that are smart, that are nice, that are trying to build the next, next thing in sports. And we are looking to talk with you, so please reach out to us. Um, and also, if you're in that industry, you want to work in that industry, it's also a great way for you to get involved. Take a look at the 76 Capital website at 76capital.com to look at all the opportunities that we have with all the companies that we've invested in. And you'll see job openings and, and opportunities there. So when we go right into the news, what's happening with, uh, with 76 Capital and what's in the, the whole sports industry, something really, really interesting is going on. I mean, there was this amazing news where Amazon, actually took the naming rights of the Seattle arena where there will be an NHL team as well as a WNBA team. And they're going to call this arena, the climate pledge arena. So they've acquired these rights. Um, it's all about this idea that this downtown venue will highlight in environmental initiatives within the um, whole Seattle area and all the things that this tech giant um, Amazon is doing. So it's pretty, pretty awesome to see Amazon taking those naming rights. You know, also what's another incredible thing that's going on is Major League Baseball is coming back. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA, but we also know the uh, Major League Baseball is coming back. And then what's interesting is that a number of teams have actually tried or trying to have players play in front of fans. So there'll be a 60-game season, um, but a number of the teams, including the White Sox and the St. Louis Cardinals, are going to try to have fans uh, with a much smaller capacity, but that'll be an interesting thing for us all to watch. So, you know, look, keep an eye on everything that we're doing at 76 Capital. Um, we typically, um, all of our shows go live on Sunday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We are excited about bringing you some really exciting new guests and content from all the different leaders across the sports industry. And, uh, we, we've been very fortunate to have some great guests, and we have one of those today as well. I'm really excited to be joined on the 76 Capital Leadership Series with current NBA um, player, Anthony Tolliver. Anthony, welcome to our, to our show. Thanks for having there me. Welcome to the show. Really excited to have you, Anthony. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, look, look forward to having a great conversation. Yeah, it's 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 really really exciting to to have you. I mean, you you know, I'd love to. You know, one of the things that we do on our seventy six capital leadership series is not only just talk about you know the the games and you know you're with the 
the Memphis Grizzlies right now, and and we'd love we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of the the, the the, the nuts and bolts and all the things that are going on within the NBA right now. But also what's really great about our 76 Capital Leadership Series is to hear a little more about you as a person. Uh, so I'd love to hear, you know, where you grew up, uh, what your, your, your path was from, from growing up to high school to college and how that at all, all that happens. Yeah. So uh, I'm originally from Springfield, Missouri. Um, so I'm a Midwest, Midwest kid. And, um, you know, went to uh, Kickapoo High School, um, had a phenomenal um, group of um, uh, guys there that were, were, re- were really good. Uh, <laughs> our senior year, we went 30-1, and one, uh, one state championship. Um, you know, just had a really good um, career there um, and uh, just started to kind of like realize that, you know, this basketball thing, you know, definitely, uh, definitely has – has some potential um, to, to do pretty well at it. And uh, got a scholarship uh, from uh, Creighton University, um, went there for four years, um, chose Creighton originally because of, uh, you know, how good the medical school was. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely um, ended up uh, not going the medical school route uh, uh, after a couple of years realizing once again, you know, this basketball thing I uh, think has has some real potential here um, to be to do well. Um, so I, I switched over to uh, to business school and, uh, and got a degree in finance, um, which a lot of people were like, "What are you doing? Finance is probably you know the hardest, maybe the second hardest to accounting. Uh, um, you know, why would you do that?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I think that uh, you know finance has um, you know probably." one of the most uh, widespreading nets, uh, I think, that uh, that can apply to just about any business. Well, it can apply to any business and uh, me understanding uh, the nuts and bolts behind the business and the numbers and everything else I think would be highly beneficial. Uh, I'd already had a entrepreneurial uh, mindset, uh, even going back to high school, started a, a car detailing business, a um, uh, a lawn mowing business and some other uh, things as well. Um, and just, uh, yeah. So just, um, had that, had that mindset, got a degree from Creighton and, um, you know, was hoping to get drafted, didn't get drafted, but, um, you know, ended up really just, um, you know, having a, a great, uh, great time there. Um, getting my degree, making some lifelong friends and, um, yeah, then, you know, snuck my way into the NBA and then have been able to, uh, you know, trick a bunch of teams into continuously signing me. Uh, so that's, that's how I look at it. Well, it's, it's an amazing story. I'd love to go back real quick about your, you know, some of the, your, your major, you talked about finance and, and going into that, that world. Um, did, was there anyone in your, whether it was maybe one of your parents or whether it was a teacher or a coach that, that really was a great mentor that, that helped you along the way from it, from an academic perspective. Yeah. I mean, I would say my mom was probably my number one um, fan, but also um, my number one, um, you know, person who just pushed me to, uh, to be great. Uh, She was a teacher for 31 years. Um, And uh, so that's why, you know, in our household, it wasn't a matter of, you know, are you going to college? Is 
where are you going to college and for how long? Uh, you know, as uh, education was number one in our house um, just by default. Um, and so, you know, just getting pushed, you know, early and often from a very young age to, to maximize um, my academics, um, I think that that made a huge impact on me um, as I was, you know, growing um, as a student and as a student athlete, um, you know, and, and so for me, um, you know, having her, you know, there pushing me, um, always to, to be, to maximize myself, right? Like my, myself and my sisters, we, we were all on different levels of abilities, uh, academically. Um, so it's not like my mom was like, you know, Hey, everybody has to have all A's or whatever, but you knew I had the capability and the, the, you know, the cognitive, ability to to go out and be great in school as well um so she didn't you know she she held me to a very high standard so during this whole covid time right now and you've been able to spend a lot of time with your wife and your kids seen some great pictures on on instagram and you know have, have you been working with your own uh children and, and helping them i know they're they're still young this is a this is a this is a little older picture but i i know that there's um uh you a bunch of kids and you, oh, yeah. you them as well yeah, we have uh, four now. That, that was uh, that picture right there is about four years ago or so um, when we only had two and we thought we had our hands full at that point. Um, <laughs> and now we have four. Uh, we have a seven-year-old, um, the one that's the standing up in this picture, um, Isaiah. He's seven, um, about to be in se second grade. Um, Lennox, uh, who's the baby in this picture, um, she is now four and she is huge and, <laughs> and super mature and um you know it's her her birthday actually is going to fall to where she doesn't even go to school this fall she's not going to go to school till next fall so not only is she going to she's already taller than a lot of six-year-olds she's four and she's going to be six in kindergarten so it's going to be uh <laughs> she's going to be huge uh you know in her class um but uh she's the nicest most gentle human on the planet and she'll be a great leader um in her classes um and then uh, elijah is a three-year-old boy and he's a three-year-old boy through and through and he is breaking and terrorizing and um but loving he's probably the the cuddliest uh, out of all the kids as well um and then our baby um Zayara, she's uh, one. She's uh, 13 months now. Um, just um, just learning how to walk and um, you know talking a little bit, having a couple little words here and there. Um, so we have uh, we have all these different stages all at once, um, and it's it's a lot, um, but um, it's the most rewarding thing ever. There's nothing, no, no, no better way of saying it. And, and it actually right, right on your shirt, you know, we're, we're blessed to have the, you know, the, our children and, and it's what it's, what it's all about. Um, Absolutely. And uh, we look, look really happy to have um, Anthony Tolliver on our 76 capital leadership series. Um, as, as you all know, we do our leadership series on Wednesdays as well as on Sundays. I'm really excited to have Anthony talk about his career, you know, not only as a basketball player, but also entrepreneur and father and, and husband and really an awesome, awesome conversation that we're having here. So, Anthony, like you said, you come out of Creighton. It's 2007, um, you know, and you ended up in I think it looks like I think you started in the, in the D League mm -hmm. and 
And then by 08, you got the Spurs to sign you, and you were off to the races. Yeah, uh, my journey, uh, my basketball journey post-college career has been mm, nothing short of crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, went to training camp with the Cavaliers, um, was a, you know, they brought me there to be a fill-in pretty much. Uh, no one expected me to, to compete for a spot um, or, or do anything in, in particular, but got there um use my brain and use uh you know all my god-given talents to to maximize uh my opportunity and i ended up you know outperforming everyone in camp and ended up um you know making the team so uh you know going into opening night uh they actually released me on opening night but i made the team technically right so my second year when i did sign with the spurs um, ended up making some extra money because technically I was a second year player. Um, so even though this was my, you know, first time really playing, really being on the court, uh, it was kind of great. Cause I had, I actually skipped out on a lot of the rookie duties that a lot of people had to do. Um, cause on paper I was a second year player and a lot of people were like, Oh, you're still a young guy, but you're not a rookie. Right. Um, so it was, uh, it was pretty glorious. I didn't have to do the whole rookie duty stuff, but um, yeah, man, just, you know, I, I've, I think I counted up the other day. I think I've uh, put on 17 different jerseys. Um, that includes D league, um, I guess G league now, but D league overseas and NBA. Um, you put all those together. Um, I think it's been 17. So, um, one constant in my basketball career has been change. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so it's been, you know, 13 years, um, you know, 13 years playing professional basketball, had, you know, crazy amount of teammates, I've, I've built a lot of different relationships. It's been highly beneficial, um, you know, to uh, my business, uh, you know, uh, endeavors as well, just being able to have a widespread network of, of guys who are, um, you know, who I have great relationships with. So, um, but yeah, man, it's been, it's been a journey, but I wouldn't, wouldn't trade it um, because it's made me who I am. And and now you're in in Memphis. Um, and is this the this is your first go round with with the Memphis Grizzlies, correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is is pre COVID and post COVID two different go rounds. <laughs> so, uh, you know, pre COVID, I had a ten day contract and uh, you know went there, performed well. Um, you know, had a uh, uh, you know, a, a nice showing. And we were talking about, you know, finishing the year here with the Grizzlies and possibly even talking about next year already. Um, and then COVID happened, right? And then uh, the shutdown happened. So um, it depends on how technical do you want to get, right? Uh, um, but yeah, this is this is the first time I've played for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, this season was the first time. And um, yeah, I mean, unbelievable um, organization. There's a reason why um, the Grizzlies are in the position they are, or the, the position we are, um, technically, since I'm on the team now. Uh, <laughs> um, because, man, like, you talk about leadership, um, even though it's a lot of young leadership, um, as far as even from the top, the GM, um, he's a couple years younger than me. 
Um, the coach is only six months older than me. Um, you know, it's a very young leadership group, but it's a very young team. I think it's the second youngest team in the NBA. Um, so, but as far as leadership goes, man, it's there, they run their ship right. And, um, it's evident from the top to the bottom. Um, everybody understands that there's a, there's a standard here. And, um, and I think that that, there, that goes to the people who are in, in leadership roles and, uh, they're really showing their, um, you know, their ability to lead and it's showing up all the way through onto the court and, um, you know, outperforming anything that anybody expected. I mean, Grizzlies were, you know, expected to be 13th, 14th in the West. Um, and right now we're, we're in eighth. So we're, we're in the driver's seat to, to make it to the playoffs. So. Well, to talk about, I mean, you know, from a, a leadership perspective and also, you know, being a, a veteran on the team, um, you have some, some really young potential superstars on, on, on the team. You know, what are some of your responsibilities, um, you know, in, 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 you know, when you guys go into the bubble and you start spending time with these guys as much as, you know, what, what do you think some of the things that you're going to have to do to really um, give them, um, you know, some, some, what are some of the things of advice you'll give them to, you know, to be able to, you know, to stay at that. I mean, you got the schedules come schedules out, you're in, you're in the A spot and you've, either got to stay there or move up. Like, what are you going to talk to them about? You know, honestly, um, it in this situation, uh, especially in the current environment, the social environment that we're in, um, you know, the basketball environment that we're going to be in, which like there's just so much new stuff, you know, that no one has experienced before. And, um, and what did I say earlier? The only thing that's been constant in my life has been changed, you know? So for me, I'm, this is not like a big deal to me. Like it's, it's definitely still new. It's different, but change, um, to me is like anything else. Like that's just my normal everyday, you know, every, every year type thing. Like I'm just, I'm used to change. A lot of these guys are not. Um, so I think that for me, my focus is always going to be on keeping guys, um, you know, mentally, you know, and emotionally um, locked in um, and, and not get distracted by all the change. Um, the environment's going to be, you know, pretty tough um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, we're away from our family and friends. Uh, the only people we have is ourselves to really, you know, be around. And even then it's crazy because we're not even going to be able to hang out that, you know, at the beginning, like we're not supposed to, you know, congregate and get together. Um, so it's going to be a lot of isolation. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, getting guys to realize like, Hey, like let's take advantage of this time. It's going to be a lot of teams and people who are going to be distracted. Um, so let's stay locked in on our goals, stay locked in on, on, you know, on the things that are going to, you know, hopefully take us, um, you know, to the playoffs and, and, and hopefully who, who knows how far, but, you know, just, you know, for us, it's like, man, if we're, if we're able to, you know, break into the playoffs this year as a young team, uh, that will be a huge step in the right direction moving forward. And for me, you know, I want to possibly be here for, you know, maybe a season or two uh, beyond this year and, and really help 
these guys, um, you know, maximize their potential. Well, again, we're, we're really excited to have Anthony Tolliver on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. It's great to have you here. Um, 13 years in the NBA now is, is, is going into the bubble. Um, have they, has the NBA or the, the Grizzlies themselves given you and the players, um, you know, any sort of, um, like rules and guidelines or things to think about right now, or things that you should, or you're sort of preparing yourself for what it's going to be like? Yeah. I mean, I'm on the executive committee, um, you know, so I'm the secretary treasurer and I, uh, you know, I've been a part of pretty much all the, you know, negotiations and all the different things that are, you know, going on uh, within uh, the union and, and the negotiations going between the NBA and the NBPA. Um, you know, so, you know, us and these guys that are on this picture here, we're, you know, we're on the phones. We're, matter of fact, we have a phone call today at like four o'clock and we're going to be walking through a lot of uh, different things and talking through a lot of different things. So, um, you know, so I'm very familiar with generally what's going on. That's um, great already um and for us it's all it's all about you know hopefully being able to communicate that to um the other guys the younger guys the guys who aren't a part of these calls and conversations as much as we can and so um yeah i mean it's 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 going to be once again like i said earlier it's going to be different you know <laughs> like that's that's the nice way to put it it's gonna be different like it's not gonna be you know, a lot of people look at even my wife and, and, and our nanny and everybody else was like, when I said, hey, we're going to be, you know, having a campus on Disney, they were like, oh, sweet vacation. Like, we're going to come and hang out and go to the pools. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what's about to happen here. Like, even, first of all, they can't even come. <laughs> so, like, that's the first piece is families, you know, there's not even families allowed until the second round. That means there's only eight teams left. And even then there's a limit to how many people can come. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, um, it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, not as, as sweet as some people originally thought um, whenever people said, Oh, we're going to be on Disney campus. You know, a lot of people thought we're going to be, you know, free, free for all at Disney world. And, you know, it's going to be this huge, you know, you know, club med type vacation you know <laughs> like no it's not it's going to be literally basketball eat sleep recover basketball eat sleep recover and um you know maybe play a little golf um maybe get a little fishing in but that's about it yeah well i mean it's it, that's that's definitely going to be different it's it's totally different than your your normal road trips or even your extended road trips um but that's something that you've you've you know You've been able to really um, do incredibly well, um, you know, with change and with different, you know, types of things like this. And I think, but at the same time, as we all know, it's change of the of everybody's routine, playing and staying in the same place, eating and 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 living pretty much all together. But then there's this other piece with COVID, and then also what's what also sort of the the unrest, right? The the across the country right now, and the, and what's happening with, you know, across society, and and the, and and the fact that you know you have 
the potential now, and, and there are certain, I, I was reading reports of, of players that may actually put, you know, have different names or, or sayings across their jerseys now, the whole player activism side of it, which adds a whole nother layer of, of, um, of an opportunity, but the distraction, but also at the same time, leadership and opportunity to truly lead and, and move this country forward. You feel about all that? I mean, you have so much to think about and so much to do, but like, there's there's opportunity right now as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, kind of what I was referring to earlier when I said, you know, to when I'm talking to the young guys about you know taking advantage of this time, um, that is not just on the court. Um, that is off the court as well. You know, like I said, there's a lot of um, you know social. Um, opportunity right now to to make an impact, um, you know, on our communities, on you know the underprivileged, and um, and, and on pretty much anything that you're, you're really passionate about, um, you know. So it's just a matter of guys understanding that they have a responsibility, um, you know, us as players. I mean, we have a, we have a clear responsibility to uh, you know to do what we can, um, you know, in in whatever field or area that uh, we're passionate about. Um, and I feel like, you know, this is going to, you know, being able to na- uh, change the name on the back of your jersey to something you're passionate about, I think is going to really um, be able to highlight some of the things that we care about, right? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out here that look at me, that look at Chris Paul, that look at, you know, Andre Iguodala, look at all these different guys and say, you know, oh, they're just basketball players. You know, like, like that's that that's the level of of you know humanity that we get. I mean, and it's just that's just how a lot of people view us, and that's and that's been a thing of the past, and that's what we're trying to make sure that people understand. Is like that used to be the case. I mean, honestly, there used to be just mainly. You know, like a lot of guys wouldn't touch politics, wouldn't touch anything socially, um, wouldn't make statements. You know, everybody kind of followed the whole Jordan um, route, which was totally fine. Like, you know, after watching The Last Dance, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I I see I see why he did what he did. Um, You know, it was just so that he could literally do what he's doing now. Like he built an entire empire. because he didn't ruffle any feathers. Some people don't think that was a good, great approach, right? Some people think that he should have been more uh, of an activist. But to, to, to me, it's like he did what he had to do in order to build his brand. But now he's, he's been a lot more active in, in, in being able to give back to a lot of these communities and stuff like that. You know, if, if he would have, um, you know, um, you know, shut down his whole situation with with political uh, acts or whatever. Um, in the past, you know, he wouldn't have been able to give away a hundred million dollars with Jordan Brand. You know, a month ago, right? So, you know, hey, it's neither here nor there, right? Like, it, it, does he did he do the right thing or wrong? I, I don't know, right? But he did what he did, right? But now today's athlete it is unapologetic about being open and vocal and that's just that that's just then this new wave right like that's that's how everybody is everybody's just like hey i'm gonna tell you how i feel 
I'm going to tell you exactly what I care about. And it's up to you whether or not, you know, you want to do anything about it. You know, hey, you don't agree with me. That's fine. You know, but for us, it's like, you know what? Like we're, you know, it's not, uh, it's not, we're not, we're not in a position anymore to just say, hey, we're just going to protect our brands and, you know, just go play basketball and do nothing else. No, nah, there's a whole new world out here that we're, we're able to really go out and hopefully uh, change and affect in a positive way. And we, we see that and we see that there's a big responsibility on our, on our, on our shoulders. Yeah, it really, it really is a, a great opportunity and, and an, you know, for, for you. And as an NBA veteran, as one of the board members of the NBPA, you and Chris Paul and, and, and Andre and a few of the other, the other players that you mentioned, um, are you advising or, or helping some of the younger players in the league on how to go about this or giving them tips or any sort of advice as to what they can and and should do during this time? Yeah, I mean, give as much advice as guys want. You know, I don't uh, – I try not to be preachy or, you know, like their, their dad or their grandpa, like, hey, this is what you need to do, right? Like, like if somebody seeks out knowledge or understanding, um, they ask me questions all day long, I will give them – Anything that I know and everything that I know, I will I will I will present it to them and let them know um, what I know. But uh, but for the most part, uh, it's it's mainly just like you know, just leading by example, right? Um, leading by example, doing doing those things, be, representing those things, um, continuing to educate myself on different uh, different subjects, so that whenever I can, when I speak to them, then you know, I have I have some knowledge based. Um, instead of just going off of emotions um, and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, a lot of younger guys, I mean, I think that, you know, you know, they they are they look at me and they, they see a guy who's been out here in the, in the business world, who's done well, um, who's made some um, some decent decisions on the on that side. Um, and then someone who's out here, you know, just trying to educate, educate myself on on what's going on socially and and make an impact um, through um, all the avenues that I have, you know, that includes the business uh, stuff that I have going on. That includes the basketball, um, using all of these things uh, in accordance with it and just being able to, you know, to use it all to, to, to make a change, right. And to, to, to hopefully uh, make an impact on people's lives. You know, you talk about business, you talk about entrepreneurship, you talk about, you know, sort of your role as one of the, you know, veterans in the NBA and, and being on the a board of the NBPA. You know, has the, have there been um, either people within the basketball world or in the business world that have really impacted you or shaped the way that you think um, about business and life today? Are there certain people that you think about? <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, one of the people that, I have really admired um, is uh, Junior Bridgman. Um, like, I've been able to have a couple conversations with him. He's someone who has, has taken some of his time out of his schedule, his crazy schedule, to uh, you know invest into me. You know, just by answering questions and and uh, you know, uh, there for a while I was interested in you know the franchising. Um, model um, still am I actually have a, a, 
a couple of different investments in a couple of franchises, um, not uh, not necessarily the food industry, um, but um, but yeah, just like the general concept of having a brand that's already built and uh, being able to help go build it and you know be able to capitalize on it. And um, but yeah, he he's definitely somebody that I, I you know have looked up to from a standpoint of he's been vastly more successful off the court than on right and that is and always has been my thought process and my goal uh it's been hey like i have the ability to you know play basketball make you know really good money um you know and all that stuff but if i'm not making two three four x off the court than i did on the court um you know then I'm not nearly as as uh, successful as you know as I want to be, right? That that's my goal for myself. Like you know, my my goal for myself in basketball was to play. If I could make it to the NBA, it was my first goal, right? I made it. I said, now if I can stick around for a few years, that's my second goal. And I did that, and I was like, let's try to make this ten years, right? So I'm gonna try to make it ten years. Well, I'm on year you know twelve, thirteen, right? So. You know, for me, it's always been about, all right, what's that next step? And for me, with, ba- with business, is okay, well, I have a head start because I have capital that, you know, most people don't have. So if I can't go, you know, figure out ways to, to grow this capital through business, um, you know, then, you know, then I'm not, uh, you know, doing exactly what I, what I feel like I should be doing, um, you know, so... Like I said, my goal has always been to be more successful off the court than on, and uh, I think that Junior Bridgman is is uh, a great example of that. Yeah, great advice, and as we have Anthony Tolliver, uh, our special guest on our 76 Capital Leadership Series, um, much more than an NBA basketball player, uh, great entrepreneur, business person, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about one of, one of the companies um, – that you're involved with Players TV. I'd love to hear the story behind that, how that all came about, um, you and, and your, your business partners and how you created that and, and, and what are some of the, the goals and hopes and dreams that you have with Players TV? Yeah, so um, I have a tendency uh, getting involved with companies from like straight idea stage, like which, which is so hard to do. <laughs> but I'm... <laughs> I have like literally, I have a track record of it, and it's uh, and and it's something that like I didn't realize how much um, I loved it, but it, it it's something that it's you know just building something from scratch is uh, is something that I absolutely love to do, and uh, so yeah, Players TV um, is um, you know the first. Can I interrupt you on that? Do you think? Can I interrupt you real quick on okay. that? Do you think? Because I, I love it as well, right? As as a as a venture capitalist, we love at Seventy Six Capital to get involved early in companies. We love to get involved in situations where it's it's really it's like it's just an idea, and we're just getting just kind of putting all the pieces together. Do you think there's there's a piece of that? Is it's like wow, we have this amazing idea. Everyone hasn't figured it out yet, but we're gonna we're gonna show the world and we're gonna prove, kind of like you've done in your in many things that you've done, that you're gonna prove that you can do it. And and that's a, that's how I feel about it. How how do you feel about, about it like that? I mean, very similarly, I think that there's something to be said about, you know, the ability to go build something from scratch. I mean, literally players TV started at my kitchen table. 
um, <laughs> like we had a couple conversations and we were like, Hey, let's come together, have a, you know, basically like a date, just a powwow session. Just, we literally got together early in the morning and stayed together all day long, wrote down, you know, kind of game plan, how we're going to attack it, how we're going to do it. Uh, many, many things have changed and obviously morphed and you have to be able to shift. Um, but at the same time, man, it's been, it's been unbelievable. Um, actually the, what we've been able to do in, in less than two years um, has been, uh, you know, nothing short of amazing. And so, but for me, it's it's always been about the challenge, right? You know, people say, you know, when you're in elementary and high school or, you know, middle school, whatever, you know, you go to a camp and they say, hey, who wants to play in the NBA, right? Everybody raises their hand. And then they, and, and then they say, well, do you know that one out of, you know, however many thousands or millions are, are going to make it only one only one right and in my head i've always been like well i'm going to be that one right and um it's kind of the same thing in, in in entrepreneurship whenever you're building a business when you're um you know so something something from scratch you know they say well 95 percent of businesses fail right before the fifth year it's like well guess what i'm gonna be in that five percent that's just like that's that's how i've always approached it and it's in, in in for the different businesses that I'm involved in, I mean, you know, we could have a whole conversation about, <laughs> you know, a whole a whole uh, show about all the different stuff I'm involved in. But it's, um, you know, it's definitely something to be said about that. Like just that mindset. Like I just don't, I don't feel like I'm gonna fail. Like I don't, I don't have the fear of failure either. Um, um, and, and, you know, hey, are there some things not going to work out? Absolutely. But everything that I get involved with, um, you know, I'm thinking, how can we make sure that this is successful? And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that it is successful. Um, and that's how I feel like with basketball. It's like I've done everything I can, you know, with basketball in order to make sure I was successful. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm going to work my tail off. I'm going to get off of here to do my COVID test. And then work my tail off. You know, it's like that's that's the order, right? It's always always work, right? And it's always putting in the time and effort. Um, and so with Players TV, um, over the past two years, I mean, I've I've literally been, I've worked like a full time job for Players TV. Um, I don't get paid for it and, and and all that stuff, but I know that me putting in the time and the effort along with the entire team that is uh, that's pushing it forward. I know that uh, you know that it's going to help it succeed, and um, and that's what it's all about: is sacrificing that time and effort into something to to see it to see it over the hump. So you you and Duran have, have and and the team have a, a vision of what you want Players TV to be. Why don't you share that with with our audience here of our, on our Seven Six Capital Leadership Series? Yeah, I mean, so you know, Players TV is. Uh, is distribution for for athlete content right and uh, we feel like uh you know over the last couple of years last last three years or so there's been a huge shift from uh, uh for athletes that you know a lot of athletes you know they see um they, they make a lot of great content um you know and they have been a part of a lot of great content um but for the most part you know a lot of them they don't have a place to put it there's there's some superstars that are able to go to Showtime, ABC, um, different outlets, Netflix, and sell their stuff, right? Which is great. Um, 
you know, players TV can be for them as well. But um, that that's probably the top 1% of athletes that are able to go do that. Um, you know, for us, we're, we're looking at the other 99% and say, if, if the, you know, seventh or eighth best player on the Memphis Grizzlies has a great story or has a great piece of content or they are super artistic and have created a show or created something um, visually um, in content, um, where do they put it? Well, currently it's on YouTube, right? Which YouTube's great. You know, YouTube is a, is a, is a great platform um, used to, to build brands and everything else. But if you're trying to actually, you know, have uh, a business and make money from the content, um, you know, YouTube is very, very tough to monetize your, your content. Um, and plus, you know, you, you can go buy YouTube stock. So I guess at that point you would be an owner, uh, have some ownership in YouTube, but uh, you're, you're not, uh, you're definitely not at the beginning stages. Now, that would be nice to be at the beginning stages of YouTube um, uh, as far as from an investment standpoint. But for us, we were like, you know, I feel like this is a unique opportunity for athletes to come together, um, build something together. Uh, on YouTube, your YouTube channel is based on you, right? And you have to build out the content library in order for people to keep coming back in order to for it to be successful. Well, for Players TV, it's about the collective, right? Um, so we we view view it as, hey, if Kevin Durant brings in two or three hours of content per year, oh, and then oh wow, Steph Curry, oh yeah, cool. But now, oh yeah, Draymond Green. Oh well, now you know what I'm saying you start, you know, going down the line. Chris Paul, all these different guys. They don't, you know, they don't have to bring too much content to the table, um, just a little bit, right? But if we all bring it all together, right, in one place, um, it's going to build a ginormous library of content, and it's going to be something that we can come together and 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 a lot of fans are going to really enjoy, uh, you know, seeing what we are like. Um, as humans, you know, we talked about it earlier, right? A lot of people view us as athletes, and that's it. Um, that's a huge, huge piece of what we're doing is is showing people, uh, humanizing ourselves as, hey, we're just like you, you and everybody else. Uh, we just happen to be really good at basketball. But guess what? I'm an also I'm also an entrepreneur, just like you are. I'm also a father, just like you are. I'm also a man of faith just like you are, right? All these different things that humanize us, uh, we want to make sure that we highlight um, through Players TV. Well, it's really, it's, it's exciting. And, and I, and you know, certainly the, the journey and, and, the, and the thoughtfulness that you and your team have, have put into this um, is, is really impressive. And I, I, get, I hope you guys and, you know, do great and wish you a lot of luck. And, you know, who knows how, how, how the, how the story continues to grow and maybe there'll be ways for us to, you know, help each other, you know, with, with this. And, and that would be, that would be great. You know, it'd be great. You know, because, um, you know, we're one of the reasons why I was excited to have you on our 76 capital leadership series is the fact that, you know, we want to have people like you who are true leaders um, on the court, off the court, in the community, in society, um, having the right kinds of the right mindset. Um, you know, it's been it's been great having you share all the things that kind of how you're thinking about what the 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 rest of the NBA season will be like. 
um, how you'll be able to, you know, help and work with some of the other players if they they do come to you and have questions and will be, you know, a, a mentor to to many of them. I think that's super exciting. Um, you know, when you think about the what this bubble or what this the 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 end of the NBA season and, and, and into the playoffs and through the through the the finals and what happens there, you know, in a in a what where do you how do you see that as potentially helping to make this world a better place. What are some of the things that you think that could potentially happen on the court around all the, you know, the fact that basketball and sports will be back in such a big way. How do you think that could potentially have a really, a real impact on, on society as a whole? Well, uh, after, after going through this whole process, it made me realize how uh, intertwined our, um, how how sports was so intertwined in our society. Um, I feel like there's a lot of unity that happens through sport um, that there's not many other things that can bring that same type of power. Um, you know, Boston Celtics uh, have, you know, a, a wide variety of different types of fans, right? Um, and you, you know, Right now, obviously, you can't connect connect in, a, in an arena. Um, but you know, as far as that goes, you know, when you're in that arena, you're cheering for uh, the Boston Celtics. Doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. Um, doesn't matter if you're black or white. Doesn't matter if you're, um, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, as long as you're cheering for my team. Now, that's the thing is, is there's some division because hey, if you're playing against the uh, the you know the Lakers, then you might have some people divided in that in that regard, but um, so I guess in some ways it, it brings people together. In other ways, it still divides. But <laughs> but uh, I think for the most part, um, you know, people, you know, I think that that, like I said, sports is a, just a unique outlet that um, allows people to, you know, uh, you know, you know, I don't ever want to look at sports as a distraction. Um, from real life, because if you get distracted and you don't stay focused on what's really important, then that can be actually a negative thing. But I feel like sports is definitely something that can be uh, a nice break, right? A nice break from some of the realities um, that people have to face. Um, and I think that's kind of the biggest thing is, uh, is, you know, hopefully in some ways bringing people together, but also giving people a break from some of the tough things in life and um, allowing people to, you know, that can't go on vacation right now, uh, have a, a little, at least a little bit of a mental vacation um, and, and be able to watch, uh, you know, a game that they love. Well, I just want to thank you for joining. Really appreciate all your thoughts, um, all the things that you are doing on and off the court. Um, love the entrepreneurial spirit and your and the business sense and all the things that you're doing. Um, hopefully we'll get to do more things together. Um, wish you a lot of luck, um, as well as, you know, make sure that you're, you stay safe, um, you know, and, and, um, you know, take those Grizzlies a little further than anyone else thought they could go. You know, that could be amazing. That'd be great. No, yeah, we're just, uh, you know, going to take it one, one day at a time, one game at a time. And, uh, you never know, you never know, especially in this, in this environment. Uh, it's pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy environment. Um, you know, might be able to sneak up on some people with all these 
young guys on this team and <laughs> uh, be able to, uh, you know, take advantage of, of having the youth um, that some of these other teams don't. So you never know. You know, we're just going to go out there and, um, you know, see what happens. And, um, you know, me as a as a leader on the team, we're just going to try to continue, to, like I said, to keep the guys focused on, um, on, on, on just trying to dominate and trying to do what we can to, uh, to, you know, get, get some wins and, and, um, you know, and also, like I said, take advantage of the captivated audience that we have uh, to be able to hopefully make change, uh, you know, off the court as well. So one last thing, maybe, maybe you can give a little bit of, uh, um, inside perspective or, or, and share with some of the, with the audience of, you know, who should we be watching right now on your team? Maybe some, you know, some sleeper players or people that, you know, like you really should keep an eye on this guy because of what, what they, what, what they're going to be able to potentially do um, when you guys go back. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the, the obvious one is, is Ja. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's going to be rookie of the year. Um, if he's not, then it's a crime. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's 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 special. He's he's I, I've seen a lot of young players in his league. Um, you know, I played with Steph Curry his rookie year, um, and you know, played with a lot of other great players. And you know, he has he has some of those same characteristics of greatness in his DNA. Um, you know, he's he's. Uh, very special kid and he's just a good dude too which is to me um you know is, is very important but jaron jackson jr um he's another um young up-and-coming guy that uh you know he has such a unique skill set for being you know almost seven foot um you know uh, just just being able to to watch him grow and develop has been uh been pretty awesome um yeah, I mean, it, like I said, there's a there's a lot of young guys on this team that uh, you know have a lot of great uh, talent and a lot of great potential. Um, you know, uh, I think that you know between those two, my um, guy Melton, um, he's uh, he's uh, he's going to be really good. Uh, just kind of a under the radar type of guy, great shooter, um, really good defender. Um, you know, there's. Like I said, I could name probably five or six young guys on this team that have uh, have have been really, really good for for the Grizzlies and who are going to be you know good players moving forward. So you know, just keeping this team together, um, you know, I think will be uh, you know you'll see some pretty special um, moments from the Grizzlies over the pet for the over the next three or four years. Well, thank you so much. Uh, best of luck. Again, Anthony Tolliver on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Thank you so much for having us. You can always stay up on all, you know, thanks so much for, for joining us on, on our show, Anthony. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Well, and uh, as you all know, you can keep up with all the things that are happening with 76 Capital on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, as well as subscribing on our YouTube channel. So for Wayne Kimmel, this is the 76 Capital Leadership Series. Have a great day.